0: Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. You guys, it's been a great week. I'm feeling good, feeling great. <laughs> I did, however, since we last talked, I did have a migraine, which I don't normally get migraines, but I did have a day where I got like a really bad migraine. That was the, it was a rough day. And everyone in the Everything Iconic Facebook group was so sweet. They were giving me great migraine recommendations and I don't normally get them. It was just like a, a fluke thing. And I woke up the one day and it was just miserable. So my heart goes out to anyone who regularly suffers from migraines. I know Matt does. And, uh, you know, so he, my boyfriend Matt, he, he gets them pretty regularly. And I, I feel bad because sometimes I'm not, as nice as I should be to him. And I got one really bad recently. And I just, I mean, I couldn't do anything. I laid in bed at one point. I tried to turn on the TV and I thought maybe I'll just lay down, watch some TV. I couldn't even like look at the screen. Like it was too much for me. And when I put it on, like the DVR came up and it played the Emmys, <laughs> which I had already watched and already hated once. Like I already did not like it. And I couldn't get the remote to turn it off. Like it was just, like, it was too hard for me. And so, like, I just, I laid, closed my eyes while the Emmys played for a second time. And again, I did not like it the first time. I it just played twice. And I realized, I think it's, I think I realized why, and this is a total diversion, but the Emmys now, like, the presenters are too predictable. Uh, Do you remember back in the 90s, my friends Jeremy and Paul and I, we used to joke about the 90s and the early 2000s presenters. Like, they never made any sense. Like, the current Emmys, it was all, like, SNL stars and... It, you know, people that are in a movie together. But back in the 90s, it would just be the most batshit pairings. They'd be like, presenting best picture, it's Fran Drescher and Belle Biv DeVoe. Like, and you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what? What's happening? So, you know, and sometimes they would have like cartoons or kid stuff. would <laughs> be like, presenting best actress in a drama. You know, Tipper Gore and the cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And you'd be like, on the edge of your seat. Like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I miss that. I miss that. And the award shows, they used to just be more bad shit all around. Like, they'd have, like, the Teen Choice Awards are still around, and they're still pretty bad shit. But they used to have, like, the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, which I really miss. And because those categories were always really weird. It'd be, like, you know, Best Movie Team. I mean, like, presenting Best Movie Team, Brett Butler and the cast of Living Single. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> it makes too much sense now. The Emmys, they were just, it was too much... I want them to go back to that. I want the Emmys to go back to that weird mix of presenters. You know, could you imagine how great it'd be if they were, like, presenting Best Reality Competition Series? It's, you know, Zendaya as Michi from Smallfoot, and still she rises. It's the hologram of Maya Angelou. (laughs) That's what I want. That's what I want. (laughs) Please welcome Millie Bobby Brown and the Musinex booger. (laughs) You could throw some reality stars in there, some Bravo celebrities. Like here to present the in memoriam. It's Vanderpump Rules Star, Katie Maloney, and Peppa Pig. <laughs> then then they'd have to banter and it'd be like, Hey Peppa, have you been to TomTom Tom yet? I'm like, that's what that's what I need to see, you guys. That's what I want from an award show. I miss that. I could do those all day. I'm gonna stop myself now because I could I feel like I could do those all day. But luckily my migraine was just one day, and then I just had like a migraine hangover. Those of you that that get migraines, you know, like the next day I felt like I couldn't really see just walking around, couldn't see. But then I, you know, over the weekend, I should mention that last Thursday on the show, I talked about home goods and I've never gotten that many messages from listeners of the show. And it was my favorite thing. People were sending me like pictures of the gather signs from home goods everywhere. And like just pictures of their shopping trips. And then somebody gave me a good tip that there's a new studio city home goods. And I got so excited. So over the weekend, last weekend. Matt and I went to the new Home Goods in Studio City. And you guys, first of all, it was a big mistake, huge. Always go alone or with a friend to a Home Goods, never with a sexual or romantic partner. <laughs> first of all, I'm not sexy at Home Goods. I'm in the grossest outfit. You know, there's like spaghetti sauce on my shirt, and I've got pajama pants from 10 years ago, like literally 10 years ago, like my college pajama pants that I'm wearing to the home goods and then I'm just spending 25 minutes looking at sauces. You know, canned sauces in the sauce aisle at home goods. Like it is not a sexual place. I'm not at all sexy there. And Matt, I could tell in his face like he was ready to leave me. Like when we got in there about about 5 minutes into the shopping trip, he was just looking at me like he was ready to go. He was ready to leave me completely. And then there was like an attached Michaels, you know, the craft store Michaels. So of course, I was like we have to go to Michaels and we get our items. The cashier was so cute. His name was Adrian. He was like 20, 21. He had the most beautiful eyes. This cashier at Michael's, Adrian. I mean, I will never forget the way that he looked. I mean, he he was checking us out. We were checking him out. I I, I was like a schoolgirl. okay? He was like, do you need anything else? I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking in my head, I need you to sit on my face. (laughs) That's what I need. I didn't say that out loud. Don't worry. But He wasn't, he couldn't have been, Adrian could not have been less interested in me. Like, I was buying the least sexy items. My anxiety was acting up that day. So, I bought a craft kit. (laughs) It was not a sexy craft kit. I'm not sure that there are any sexy craft kits available at Michael's. Over mine, I bought like a flamingo felt Christmas ornament craft kit. Like, it's September and the item is for children, but I bought it for my anxiety. I could tell Adrian was like not into it. He was thinking like, what's going on? Why are you buying a flamenco ornament felt craft kit in September? And I didn't have the answers to that. You know, I could I could have probably said I'm mentally unstable, but I didn't want to tell Adrian that. But look, it wasn't just me that was into Adrian Matt. I mean, I said he was ready to leave me on home goods, but if Adrian would have asked Matt to run away with him like Matt would have he would have just left me. I would have had to Uber home. You know, Matt would have left with him, no questions asked. I would have been in a lift with my flamingo craft kit and just alone for the rest of my days. <laughs> so that is the last time that I take Matt to do my Saturday shopping. Like I'm, I need to do it alone. I need to go to Home Goods alone, be at peace amongst my happy place. Because look, any you know, Matt's gonna leave me at some point for either Adrian at Michaels. Or because of the way I look at HomeGoods. Anyway, I heard from so many of you. Oh my God. And I didn't even tell you. So the next day, Kyle Richards and the morally corrupt Faye Resnick were at the same HomeGoods the very next day. Like I was there on Saturday, they were there on Sunday. And I was so upset that I missed that because truly that's my dream shopping trip. Like Kyle Instagram videoed it. And I thought, oh my God, how did I miss them? Like by one day, one day. And Kyle's got a sponsorship with them with HomeGoods. And I. I am so fucking jealous. Like my jealousy is through the roof. I, I just want, I want a sponsorship. Like, where's my home good sponsorship? I want them to send me a gift basket of holiday items. Like, doesn't Kyle have enough? Doesn't she? Kyle Kyle Richards has enough? She stole Kim's goddamn house. <laughs> she's got, she's got that goddamn house.
1: After everything that I have done for you, everything I've done for you, I'm always there for you. Everything you've done for me? Yeah, yeah, everything I've done for you. <laughs> Oh my god goddamn... house! Listen. Did you hear what you just said, Kim? Oh, you out of your mind.
0: She does not need a Home Good sponsorship. She has enough. I wonder if Faye ever presented at the Blockbuster Awards in the 90s, you know, when she was famous from the OJ trial.
1: Oh my god, that's who it is. It's Faye Resnick. The morally corrupt Faye Resnick.
0: I feel like Faye Resnick would have presented at the like that seems doesn't that seem it's like presenting. The Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Best Movie Romance, like the morally corrupt Faye Resnick and the the cast of Eureka's Castle. <laughs> like that had to have happened. I've had too much coffee, you guys. I am hyper again. Sorry. It's what it is. <laughs> anyway, we got to get to Bravo because I will literally think of these pairings forever. Presenting the Grammy Award for Best Jazz Album, it's Triumph, the Insult, Comic Dog, and Bindi Irwin. <laughs> I can do them forever and ever, but I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> I wish I could just sprinkle them in. Maybe I'll try to sprinkle them in throughout the episode. But anyway, Bryce Sander from Entertainment Tonight, he's coming on to recap The Real of Orange County with me. Oh, okay. Before we bring up Bryce, I want to talk about 90 Day Fiancé really quick. So I started watching it, and I want to recommend, if you've never watched 90 Day Fiancé, I recommend doing it the way that I've done it, which is just hopping in where they're at now and not not concerning yourself with going back and watching all the old ones, because it is overwhelming. So right now on TV, it's a show called 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. So it's like a sort of a spinoff. And I I don't know about you guys, but I got overwhelmed thinking about, like, where does this start? Like, where's the origin? You know, like, I wasn't sure. But I was on a podcast, Kate Casey's podcast, and uh, she made me watch an episode. And now I'm fully on board and addicted. And what I've told myself, which is not what's happened, but what I've told myself when I started, I was like, I'm just going to hop in where they're at now and watch it like ongoing. And so that Matt's even watching it with me, but that's how we started watching it. And so I didn't feel the pressure to go back. <laughs> of course then we did. Like I Well, so let me just talk about the most recent episode of Before the 90 Days. So I'm most obsessed with Darcy and Jesse. <laughs> they are crazy to me. And you guys last on the most recent episode like Darcy is going to New York City to like meet with Jesse, who flew in, and Darcy's like literally like getting all dolled up. she's on the train and she's like so fucking excited to see jesse and she th- she's thinking he's gonna have some like big romantic gesture for her, and you guys he's going to break up with her like he's going there to like break up with her to her face <laughs> he flew he flew in from another country. To tell her that she's he's not interested, and so she's going and in her confessionals on the whole fucking train, she's like putting on makeup and she's thinking like they're gonna fall in love. Like they, I mean, I'm watching. It's like cringy and the most amazing TV, you guys. Like it's so we don't see it yet. So it, it would like ended, but oh my god, they keep cutting back and forth between Jesse and Darcy. It is, like truly iconic TV. And so I said I said I wasn't going to go back and watch old ones, but then I got so invested in Darcy and Jesse that I wanted to know their origin story. So I I took to Twitter, and somebody told me that theirs started in the first season of Before the 90 Days. So this current season is the second season of Before the 90 Days. So their story started in season one of this spinoff. And so I went back on Hulu and just was watching their scenes. Like, not anyone else's. I was just watching Darcy and Jesse's scenes. And let me tell you something, it is a ride. And found this international dating app because I thought it'd be cool just to kind of see what's out there other than the US. One day I started scrolling in Amsterdam and I came across Jesse. Looks absolutely
1: handsome. He's fit and trim. Jesse's a sexy man. I just feel European guys are just more, they have more pizzazz,
0: more culture. When I first saw Jesse's profile, the age difference didn't throw me off.
1: Um, he is younger than me. I'm 42. He's 24. So there is a big age gap, but he just had this level of maturity. He has his own company doing
0: personal training,
1: even though we fell in love over the phone and
0: we never met in person and touched and smelled each other. I just felt like, yeah, he is the one. It is worth it. And so that's That's how I would encourage everyone watching it. It's like if you fall in love with a couple the way that I did with Darcy and Jesse, then you can go back and just watch their scenes. It's great. It's fantastic, and their origin story is sure is something. (laughs) Jesse's like introduced as a model, and they have all these. They have like five shirtless shots they keep showing of him, and then Darcy totally catfished him. Like she showed him pictures of herself that were not accurate. (laughs) Like, oh my god, it was. It's good. I'm also really into Angela and um, Michael. Like, Angela, oh my god, you guys, Angela's a nightmare. They both are. Michael's a nightmare, too. One of the greatest scenes in the history of television is when they were driving in a car and Angela's sleeping. And Michael just knocks her in the head with a with a big bag. And they have, like, a strong language barrier between them. <laughs> and she, she's like, Michael, what are you doing? I'm going to get a black eye. And he's like, black guy? What black eye? <laughs> oh my god, it's like, it's pure slapstick. Like, the Marx Brothers' Wishes. we need a a presenting choice teen hottie. It's Darcy from Before the 90 Days and Democratic House Leader Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) So good. I'm loving it. So if anyone's watching Before the 90 Days, oh, it's so good. So without further ado, you guys, we need to bring up Bryce. Bryce is going to recap The Real houses of Orange County with me. And I special thanks to Maddie Line for making that happen on Twitter. Thank you, Maddie. She's like my booker on Twitter. (laughs) But we're going to bring Bryce out here. We're going to talk about Orange County, and then and then he'll go away, and I'll we'll talk. Da- and then Danny will do Dallas. Danny does Dallas. <laughs> what else? While we're here, I want to tell everyone to follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino. Danny, please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. The Facebook group's under Everything Iconic, the Cynthia Swan Crisis Center for Pop Culture Lovers. Uh, please rate and review this on iTunes if you like it. If you don't like it, just shoot me a message. So... What else? I want to thank Samson Technologies for sponsoring the show. I, I want to also encourage everyone to head on over to Patreon to support this podcast for $4 or more per month. You get access to all the bonus episodes. That includes Real Housewives of New York recaps. I'm doing about two a month. And then I'm also doing some other fun bonus episodes. We have some fun pop dives coming to Patreon exclusively. So there's like a fun Halloween one coming up, and they're like a mini pop dive, but I have some fun stuff on there. So please join the Everything I Kind of Patreon, and also your money just helps to support this podcast. So it's really helpful. I love you all that have joined the Patreon. You guys are the reason that I'm able to make this podcast, so thank you. Without further ado, let's bring out Bryce to talk about The Real Housewives of Orange County. <music> Okay, guys, I'm here with Bryce Sander. Bryce, you are from, of course, Entertainment Tonight, one of our nation's institutions.
1: Yeah, if you want to call it that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It is. It, it truly is. Like, I remember growing up, my my mom still watches Entertainment Tonight every single night. Like, she does not miss an episode. Wow.
1: Thank her for that.
0: <laughs> Linda, if Linda's not listening, she doesn't but listen anymore. Thank any you, more, Linda. But. <laughs> but you watch, and I remember watching as a kid with her. So, Bryce, you walked into my house and you said, Wow, you really leaned into fall.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of decorations <laughs> in here. It is Halloween in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a haunted house. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Now, Bryce, you're the Housewives expert over at Entertainment Tonight, correct? Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, like you cover, I mean, I always say it's like you and Dave Quinn are like all the breaking Housewives news.
1: Yeah, we, sometimes the two of us will get into each other's DMs and just kind of laugh about, we're the only two people who I think can understand the world we're living in, probably because... I don't know. When you get a text from a housewife in the middle of the day, it's weird. <laughs> right. So before we get into
0: the episode of Orange County, I want to ask you a couple things that you've been covering on Entertainment Tonight, and maybe you could give me some scoop. Go for it. Okay, so uh, Erica Jane, she announced the Pretty Mess tour. Yes. And you met with her and Mikey Minden. Yes. So tell me about this tour. What's going on with this tour? So
1: the tour kicks off this Friday, September 28th in New Jersey. And then it was only going to be five shows, but now it's 13 because she sold out Chicago and then I think Dallas is almost sold out. So she's added shows to the end of the year. What
0: size venues are we talking?
1: They're like medium size. It's they're theaters. They're oh, not okay. clubs. So it's okay. like it's the first time she's done a headlining tour and the first time she's done big stages.
0: So does she have someone else on tour with her? Like think, an opening act or something. I think something?
1: it's just her. I asked if there were gonna be special guests and they kind of played coy, I think, when they can make it happen.
0: So, like, rina will be popping out. At right. Some I light. mean, if
1: you come to the L.A. show, I think you'll see all of the Real Housewives oh <laughs> of Beverly goodness. Hills, because I'm pretty sure they're filming.
0: Okay, so what's going on with LVP? So, she refused to shoot that cast photo. Yeah. Did Erica tell you anything about this?
1: So, Rina and Erica went on Instagram Live and were like, somebody won't shoot the uh, all-cast photo with us, blah, blah, blah. Internet snuffed out that it was probably Lisa Vanderpump or Dorit. Dorit goes on Instagram and dances around to Shaggy's It Saw Wasn't that. Me. Yeah. So then it was Lisa. Uh, Erica wouldn't directly say, but she didn't not say that it was Lisa. So she said it's... It was Lisa. I'll confirm yeah, that. Yeah, it was Lisa. and uh, But it has to do with Dorit as well. Oh. And there's also drama between Lisa Vanderpump and Teddy. Oh. That's causing all of this.
0: Do you know what the Teddy drama I don't is?
1: know what the Teddy drama is because Erica would was like, you have to watch, you have to see.
0: God, they get us right back in. Bryce. I know. Every
1: time I think I'm done with the franchise and it's like, i come back for more. But it sounds like it's going to be cast versus Lisa Vanderpump this season.
0: But here's what I always worry is I, I feel like that's every season, but it never ends up panning out. It's like they kind of dip their toe into being against Lisa Vanderpump and then they either get back off and get scared right. or Lisa comes out ahead or something like that. And so I just
1: worry about it. How many times can we do this cycle right. of everybody versus Lisa, and then Lisa comes back, you know, from the wolves? <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, they all clearly hate Lisa Vanderpump. Like,
0: it's it's so obvious to anyone that's watching any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, yes. or follows sort of the interviews of these women and stuff. It's like, none of them like Lisa Vanderpump, but, you know, they all have to uh, pretend. So what do you think of Denise?
1: I'm interested to see. I don't know. I did you watch her uh, yes. e reality show? Every episode, it's complicated. Yeah, it wasn't complicated. It wasn't Spoiler complicated. <laughs> it was. It was just like her dad was the star of right. it. He was like recently widowed and dating. It was that was like the mm-hmm. main storyline on that show. So I don't know what we're gonna get. All the cast that has spoken out about her has been very positive. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want someone to come in and stir some shit up. Right, right. Now you also covered
0: a show called Braxton Family Values, yes. which I use. I dip in, in and out of. Like I same. Don't, I don't actually watch it, but sometimes I'll pop in. And now Phaedra Parks is on it. Yeah. So tell me what's going on. Like I, they brought in Phaedra right because half the cast or most of the so cast.
1: So all there's what like five Braxton sisters, four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody but Tracy Braxton took a break from filming and wanted to renegotiate their contracts with WeTV. Tracy stuck true to her contract, but they're like. I mean, you can't you film you can't fill a show with You're one person. Too boring. <laughs> so they like brought in all these reality TV heavy hitters like Phaedra, New York, um, Lunell, these all, right. all these people that are like reality TV veterans, and they sent them to a wellness clinic. Mm. And they so they filmed like one episode at a wellness clinic, one episode at some horse ranch, and now Phaedra is Phaedra Braxton.
0: That's amazing.
1: But now all the other Braxtons are back on the show. So is Phaedra off. Phaedra's still like around, I think, but they don't. Tamar Braxton definitely doesn't want Phaedra around. Oh, really? Why? They don't get along? I think Tamar doesn't like that there was, that Tracy didn't commit to the backing off the strike from filming. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think they need to find a vehicle for Phaedra. I love, I miss Phaedra on Atlanta and I understand why they couldn't keep her around. But I, I used to think that they should put her on Married to Medicine somehow. Because she's friends with some of those She's
1: friends with all those girls, and half those girls don't really have a connection to medicine anymore, so... Right. I know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, they could have had Phaedra dating someone in the medical
0: field for a minute, and then like they broke up, but then Phaedra's still on the show.
1: Yeah. They gotta figure out a way to get Phaedra back on Bravo.
0: Totally. And Married to Medicine is so good. But also, Dallas. Are you watching Dallas? Yeah. Okay, so what about... Can you tell me about the ratings? The ratings are in the basement. I
1: don't understand this. Yeah. it's To me, it is the finest addition to the franchise in a long time. These women are bringing it. I just, I don't know. Maybe viewers are like, I don't want another all cast of white women.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh, I do want to ask you. I was going to get into this later, but maybe explain it to me off the top. So Gina's husband on Orange County. Yeah. So I, here's my problem. So this whole divorce storyline that's happening on Orange County, it feels so odd to me because we're not really seeing it. We don't know him. We don't know them together. Right. And then her side of it is so confusing. She's like, I love him so much. We're best friends. We have good sex. Like there's no... reason for divorce, right? And so we're seeing this whole thing play out. And it's like, I don't know why Bravo is showing us this play out without any sort of information. We're not even getting a phone call from him. no. And
1: and so his his work is the one who put the kibosh on it, correct? Allegedly. Like, that's what's out there. But it's, I don't know, I feel like that's a personal decision. Like, does work really control you being on a reality show? At least like a phone call? Like, audio mm-hmm. and they yeah they can't even like show photos of him or anything yeah there
0: has to be something
1: else there right? has to be something else it's i don't know we're getting like a lot of emily and gina alone yeah and i need the other women to get in there and dig into what's going on with gina
0: yeah i mean on this week's episode we saw gina have that phone call
1: right the phone one
0: sided one one sided phone call i'm thinking like he couldn't get the audio approved like he's not even just as visual they like, couldn't approve right. just an audio of him that's fishy to me and I'm mostly—I'm not even mad so much at Gina because it's like she's just filming. But I'm mostly <laughs> mad at Bravo. I'm like, why are you showing us this?
1: It's just—it's hard to care about something that you can't see.
0: Yeah, and like some of the other wives, like Bethany, for instance. It's like we're not seeing her stuff with Jason. But a, Bethany's like an interesting enough personality that she could carry it without seeing Jason. And b, we've seen Jason, so we've like right. seen we like seen them have the together in the past. Of that. But with Gina, it's like we have no history with her. So, like, we, and she's just not, she's not like an outrageous enough personality. Even like Kenya, there were all those reports like that's why Kenya was gone from Atlanta was because she wasn't willing to film with Mark and some of the baby stuff. Right. And it's like, but Kenya was still an outrageous personality and we had some back history with her. Exactly.
1: And it's, it almost feels like Gina came on the show to get a divorce. Totally. Yes. I just need to know. I need her to be, maybe it'll all come out at the reunion and we'll find out everything there. Right. But that still months away.
0: Even Camille, you know, in season one, Kelsey only appeared like one episode, I think, or something like that. Like he wasn't on it. Yeah. He much. like,
1: he was in like the first episode and then that really terrible episode of the Tonys. Right. So he at least appeared, but also we had some sort of
0: passing. We, we had an understanding of who Kelsey Grammer is. Right. Like, because he's in the, but this Mac guy, it's like, we have no idea. And it's so confusing to me. And I don't, I don't understand it. I did hear a rumor. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they, Bravo must have been pissed when Matt backed out at the last minute.
1: Ah, uh, that he had.
0: If that happened, I don't know. I feel like that might have happened.
1: I could see that happening.
0: But then they should have downgraded her to a friend of and not shown us so much of the divorce stuff. That's my opinion.
1: But then, what does she have? What do they? And have? And then all you have is Emily mm-hmm. as your new house. Do you somewhere. like Emily? Mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I don't know that the women love Emily. Oh, the like the old guard, <laughs> yeah. Like, I which is weird because so Tamara's the one who got both Jean and Emily like introduced to the cast, and that came through like Tamara's connections. But there, if you've been following like what's been happening on Twitter, Shannon and Tamara are all in it with Emily. Oh, I didn't know Tam. Oh, wait, I did see that Tamara didn't she say like something about a paycheck? Yeah, so Emily said, I always get the last word, and Tamara said, Well, maybe the last paycheck. <laughs>
0: oh my god, I'd rather have Emily get that paycheck than Tamara. I'm not a huge Tamara fan. Oh, see, I'm a big Tamara fan. Interesting. What do you like about Tamra? We're
1: not getting you, into the episode at all, by the way. I know. Just We're just diving questions. in. Um, if you go back and watch every single season, she's like an all-star housewife. She has brought us so much. Mm-hmm. She has brought us divorce, family strife, health issues, plastic surgery, exposing somebody with fake cancer. Like She's done a lot of the heavy lifting on this show. Yeah. So you may not love everything she did, but she's driven the bus a lot. I,
0: I agree with you in that. I do think you're right. You're so right. Tamra has done a lot of the heavy lifting. My problem, maybe, and this is just with OC as a whole, I feel like we've seen all of the same st- The relationships are yes. like the same every season after season, and I think I'm just getting tired of the dynamics of those relationships.
1: Well, it's like, I don't know that Tamara's getting old, but like, Vicky's getting older. Yeah. She's not... When they do the flashback stuff, like there's a flashback scene of her and the chef from this week's episode, where she was like, "He was like, what kind of breast do you like?" And right. she was like, "Double D's." Like she would never make that joke anymore,
0: right? No, I mean she's a different. It's a different Vicky. I like. I don't mind that they're getting older. Like I like the. I like an older housewife. Yes, I just but um, think about
1: Ramona. I know Ramona so good. Who brings like this insane level? Yeah. As she gets older, she's getting more comfortable being weird. Yeah, whereas as Vicky's getting older, she's less comfortable being weird.
0: You're right. I, I, and also with Orange County, I always wanted them to do like a Muppet Babies version of it, where it's like the kids take over. You know, like Brianna. And, oh, I'm so disappointed Brianna's not. Filming I know what anymore. the fuck. I don't like that at all. No. Okay, let's get into this episode. So we open with Kelly and Tamara at the doctor. I love and- how
1: they make housewives take each other to the doctor.
0: <laughs> I I wondered if Tamara was like hey, Kelly. I have a hot doctor, a hot podiatrist. Like, come with me. Because he was sort of cute. Yeah. Do you think he was cute? Yeah, he, he was, was cute. Yeah. Uh, but then Tamara mentioned something about the boot and Eddie's medication making them not bang. <laughs> and so, like, I think it was last week on the show, I was saying why? Um, why did Eddie stop taking his medication? And a bunch of people DM'd me and said it's because that heart medication he was on causes impotence. And I don't know. If this oh. is of course like such a personal thing. Right. But I feel like Tamra sort of alluded to it.
1: Yeah, and I think his medication also just makes him not feel like himself. From what Tamra's told me, it like makes him kind of depressed and just want to like,
0: be alone.
1: I feel so salacious that I just talked about a man's impotence on <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> oh, You're gross. reporting the medical facts. <laughs> I'm so
0: gross. I need to be canceled. Uh, so then there was a bombshell at the office where Kelly said that she went to Cabo with Vicky when Steve dumped her. There was like a time... Which, I don't, did we know this? I don't think we knew this. That Steve dumped her, and then she said he went to live with his mommy, and <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought, I, what do you make of Steve?
1: I don't know. Well, you know, he's on Cameo, which that's, is like a red
0: flag to me. That's disturbing. And yeah. also, I'm I'm on Cameo too, by the way, and $10 if anyone
1: wants one. Well, Steve Lodge <laughs> but, is like $30. I know.
0: And his bio says, uh,
1: it says like, Vicky's man. Yeah, it's like, entertainer, RHOC. Quotes, Vicky's man. It's um, very dark. I don't know. I feel like part of when Vicky's personality changed is also when she started being with Steve and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know. I, I thought it was weird how defensive she was about all the money stuff. And she's like, "He has more money than me." I'm right. Like, well, Vicky, your whole thing is priding yourself on how much money you have. So, how much money does Steve have? Right.
0: And why is I, I don't know. I can understand going to stay at your mom's house
1: for a weekend. Right. But going to live there. But I. It was unclear. Didn't she say it was like two weeks or something? I mean, the whole how weird it was that he would not move in with Vicky full time, but he would live with his mom as a grown man. Right. Uh, one more thing that popped in my head. Caitlyn Jenner's on Cameo for $1,000. Did you see that? Oh,
0: no. Yeah, that's too
1: much. That better be, like, the best message you've ever received for $1,000. And it
0: says, like, under a minute, though. Or under, it says, like, a 30-second message. It's like $1,000. Wow, so no one's requesting that. (laughs) No, I know. Like, that's insane. Like, what do you need a message for $1,000? for? Like, donate that money to charity. Yeah. If you have that. I wrote in my notes that Kelly wants to fuck Tamara's ortho. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Which is true. So then we get a scene of Gina and Emily at the corn maze. Another Gina and Emily alone scene. Yeah. And also I don't need to see him at a corn maze. That no. Uninteresting to me.
1: It did I did have flashbacks to when Gina's kid wanted to pee in the bushes. To remember when Brandy Glanville brought her oh. kids' son to the pool party and he just started peeing everywhere. Do you think Brandy Glanville should come back? I think she should. I think she wants to. I don't think as long as Lisa Vanderpump's on that show, she'll ever get the chance
0: to. Somebody DM'd me, and I never went and did the research, but somebody said that Brandy on her one of her recent podcast episodes said that she was all set to sign on, which is something I had heard too.
1: Yeah, I had heard that too.
0: Right, and that someone it was, was someone in the cast put a kibosh on it, which would alluding be to Vanderpump Lisa. Yeah, right.
1: I think Lisa maybe because of Vanderpump Rules has some like. Network production poll is an unofficial that? poll,
0: right? It's so frustrating, though. It's yeah. like make a good show, an ensemble show, right? Because what I had heard was that Brandy was close to signing on for just a few little appearances, like yeah, not in any sort of capacity. It was kind of like capacity.
1: test her back out, see if the fans want it, see if she can fit back in with the ladies. Because I asked Andy Cohen about this last year, or I guess around the time Beverly Hills was wrapping up. What would it take to get Brandy back on the show? And he just said, just an organic connection back with the group.
0: Right. Yeah. He wants her back on. Yeah. Uh yeah. She's good TV. She is totally good TV. And also I think it's smart. I know a lot of people hate her, so it would be like it'd be great to just have her dip her toe back then.
1: Yeah, I think just have her show up for one lunch or like at some charity event they're all gonna be at. And I always say this, like they need to bring these old people back for one scene. Do you remember when
0: Dana Pam did that scene where yes, she lists where
1: she lits a the cigarette. cigarette with a candle?
0: I mean, give me one of those from every last old person. Like I don't need them to be like charade and come back full time,
1: right? But give me like an old one scene with them. Yeah, just Make- continue the lie that these women are actually in each other's lives full time. <laughs> these <laughs> friendships are real. Who's your
0: favorite housewife?
1: Oh, that's hard,
0: Bryce. I've had too much coffee. I'm all over the place.
1: I'm I'm okay. I've had a lot of coffee too, okay, but it's hard for me to pick. It's like one. I don't want to play favorites because I do see all these women all the time. Who texts you the most, Tamra? Mm, interesting. <laughs> But that's also, like, I'll text her, Heather Debro. she was one of my faves. So do you think Heather, I, I, she wasn't one of my faves, let
0: me just be upfront but about that. But don't you feel like the show they needs showed, her? Exactly. I really do believe that. Yeah. And once she left, it all fell apart. And then also, like, how upsetting that we never got to see that big-ass house.
1: I've seen it. Is it nice? It's Tell really nice. It. it looks like a hotel. Really? Yeah. And it's not, like, so I... My boyfriend just started dipping back in or, or dipping into Housewives and has been watching full seasons back. So we just watched like all of OC back. So I got to see a few years ago when they were building the house and they make it sound like it's gonna be this huge, crazy home. When you're in it, it doesn't feel insanely big. I think it's just like smartly designed, but it's very like modern, clean line, slate, marble. It feels like a hotel.
0: So let me ask you the about the rumors about Heather being a nightmare for production. Are those rumors or do you think there's some truth to some of that?
1: I don't think she was a nightmare, but I think, think back to that like season eight Secrets Revealed or how it was made special where it was Tamara's bachelorette party in Mexico and they showed footage of Heather hiding behind the cameras while the strippers were in the room. Mm. I think that's how she was. If she didn't want to participate, there was no way to get her to participate. I am not doing this. This is not okay. This is is. low-paced bullshit. It and is. I am not doing this. I do think she, she's, I think Heather's a lot about appearances, nothing wrong with that. I think that's actually like mm-hmm. one of her, like a good quality about her. And also
0: she's very upfront about it. And that. she's very so, upfront. Yeah. She's
1: like not trying to hide mm-hmm. in like how a lot of housewives are. So I think if she thinks something is going to make her look bad, she's going to try and get out of there as soon right. as possible.
0: She did some good producing though. Sometimes remember there was like footage that she took on her cell phone. Oh yeah. That was and,
1: in Ireland. Right. Yeah,
0: right, Bryce. You're a historian, and I like it. I just want to, <laughs> I want to just say when you said think back to that bef- that right? special, I thought, wow, I'm talking to an Don't expert. Don't know how
1: our government works, but
0: know <laughs> okay. about housewives. Who's
1: Kavanaugh? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in Washington?
0: <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's just like I'll be laying in bed, and a Kristen Takeman's pop of color just like gets oh. in my head or something. <laughs> I'm like, why do I remember that? Okay. Because it's important information you'll need down the road. I know I'm diverting from this episode a bunch, but what Housewives of Orange County do you think should return besides you think Heather would I think Heather that? should
1: come back because I think she was the voice of reason and the Greek chorus and kind of helped to right now I don't think we have anybody who's helping to organize where the drama's going. Mm. We have a lot of instigators, like people are setting fires, but no one's like putting them out and moving things along. And let me just go through all the franchises now. Okay. <laughs> so, fuck this
0: episode. Um, but so on New York, Bethany is the one kind of guiding it, correct? Yes. And she's great at that. And I think, yeah, she's fantastic at producing New York. Yes. Atlanta, who would you say is kind of guiding the narrative? So it's like you would think it would be Nene,
1: because she's yeah. been around the longest. I think Candy actually kind of drives that bus. Yeah. Ooh, I do
0: too, and Nini's like uh, Nini. I feel like has tried to guide that bus. And I mean, Nini times. was before she stepped away for those like right. two or
1: three seasons.
0: Right, and what about Cynthia? I I know people hate on Cynthia because she I is sort of boring. Cynthia. She's
1: like a little boring on the show, but I also think she's kind of needed in that way because she is you connected need, to everyone. You need somebody who is yeah the glue of the group, and also who isn't necessarily in the drama all the time.
0: Right, right. Because uh, how else are we going to get from scene to scene with these people? Right. you need someone in the middle. You
1: need someone who they can all go over to Lake Bailey and have a chat about what's happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lake Bailey's pretty. I would live there. Oh, yeah. What other franchises? What am I? New Jersey. New Jersey. That one's kind of like a... They need... I'm hopeful about New Jersey. Did you see the trailer? I watched the
1: trailer, yeah. What do
0: you think of it?
1: It's such a short trailer. Like, they crammed a lot in in a very short amount of time. If you go to the end, there's all these, like, flash frames of drama. There's, like... Danielle smashing a glass on a table. Margaret shoving someone into a pool. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. They get physical in New Jersey. They do.
0: The trailer felt very Mob Wives to me. Yes. And I loved Mob Wives. Like, I was obsessed with Mob Wives. Yeah,
1: because especially they start with that... uh Empty table and it's just voiceovers creeping in. and it like, was very mob wives getting out of the car it was like footage of them going to this dinner or something yes and
0: um yeah it
1: was it was very
0: good okay back to Orange County <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tamara and Vicky they go to a wine tasting thing and they're starting to talk about how they're sketch uh excuse me they're starting to talk about how they're skeptical of Gina's divorce which same and then uh, they bring out the Don the sommelier she brings out a <laughs> wine with an Something it was like an anus name, and yeah. Grew- and Tamara couldn't let it go. I know. She, and at one point, Tamara said it doesn't taste like ass. <laughs> and I thought, is she admitting to letting Eddie sit on her face? Probably, <laughs> I, think, I think so. Moving on, um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, we're really in Tamara and Eddie's sex life today. <laughs> I know, I know, you know, I feel like Eddie, I'm just not, I, you know, I. I like to keep the everything focused on the women. I was noticing mm-hmm. last night. OC, I think, is the only one. Maybe New Jersey still has this, where the families are still in the background of the opening credits. Mm. And I'm like, just show me the women.
0: And, and uh, the men don't want to be on Orange County. It's like no. Steve doesn't want to be on camera, although he wants to be on cameo. <laughs> Eddie doesn't seem like he wants to be on camera. No. like none of them. Shane doesn't want to be on camera. Matt definitely doesn't want to be on camera. <laughs> Shane, oh my god, that scene between Shane and Kelly
1: when they were doing like the apologizing. Mark Kelly
0: just wanted to kill him. I know she did. And I was kind of hoping she would.
1: Did you notice she was keeping the dog on her lap? I think as like a barrier of like, so I don't jump up and, <laughs> and
0: strangle you. She was so grinding her teeth, that whole thing. She was, was like,
1: I just want to be like, dork.
0: <laughs> I love Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's the best. <laughs> I know. I just really, I don't know. So uh, Kelly and Gina, speaking of Kelly, they went to the stairs workout. They were yes. doing that,
1: which I've done here in LA in Santa Monica. It's like such a California. It's thing. a very California thing. But Gina compared it to like doing regular workouts like just like it's there's always crazy trends in the, pilates <laughs> and like pilates stairs, stairs yoga <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: this is when gina too she was like talking about being bff with matt and and going yeah. overboard with it and at this point in the episode i thought could matt be gay like and a couple of people oh. dm'd me that but i actually i don't then once i don't know i don't i don't think he's gay i think there was something there's something other piece of this puzzle that we're missing. right
1: and i uh, Living that far, I mean, Orange County in LA on a map's not that far away, but that's two hours each way. That's a long distance situation. Right. So he's out here. We should find him. We should find him. <laughs> so Vicky
0: invites this Domenico, who we talked about. who was like a chef from the past. Yes.
1: I think he's been on every, or like was on every season of the early seasons. Mm-hmm. Like I think she and her family used to go eat at his restaurant a lot.
0: And he's there and he's obviously sort of into Vicky or at least playing this Or at part. least, yeah.
1: And then Vicky, of course, is talking about Don. She's always talking about Don. I know. But then she's like, no, I don't want to be back with Don. I don't regret divorcing him. But then she tells everyone, stay in your marriage. <laughs> do not leave do your not husband. Leave.
0: <laughs> So do you think Vicky slept with Domenico at some
1: point? That's what Tamara said in the episode.
0: <laughs> oh, so then at one point in this chef party, Kelly and Tamara are talking about Vicky, and then Vicky walks up, and I screamed. Like they were talking about her, and then Vicky just walks around the corner, and shows up, <laughs> and then they try to play it off like, "Oh, I would say this to your face," you know, like, right? And they clearly want it. <laughs> they're talking. They're talking about that thing where um, Kelly said that Steve went to go live, live with, with his, his mommy. mommy. What a ridiculous thing to argue about, right? And as Vicky Vicky was sort of playing the victim, <laughs> she's like walking away. She's like, well, I wish I could live with my mommy, but
1: she's, <laughs> but she's alluding to that she's, but she's dead. dead.
0: We saw that on camera. Yeah. Oh, dark. It got dark.
1: <laughs> I know, it got really dark. It also got dark at the dinner. The religion talk. To me, it's bizarre to be a woman of Vicky's age and think that people don't have varying beliefs. Right. So that was very strange. And Gina didn't say she... I mean, Gina said, I don't believe in God. But then she said, but I do believe in a higher power, which I think is right. how a lot of people function. But mm-hmm. also
0: not in Orange County. But I not don't. in Orange right. County, apparently. Which... So, like, I was I was kind of on the fence, because it did feel gross to me that Vicky said that. Yes. At, at the table. At, in general, that she said that. And also, I was saying... I, I posted it online. Like, she was sort of like an evil villain. She's like, well, she better hope that...
1: I've never heard somebody so flippant about God. She better hope she's right, that there's no God, because if she's wrong, she's going to pay for it for eternity. It's a
0: long time. <laughs> and they cut to Vicky, and she's, like, drinking wine slowly with her eyes half open. It was just, like, an evil villain. It was She needed a cat on her lap to, like, pet. But, yeah, it was gross to me that she said that, but then I also thought it was very—an uh, interesting— color for Orange County because it is a conversation that I think would only happen it's such a specific to Orange it's County. It's a very thing.
1: suburban mm-hmm. conversation.
0: And it kind of made me wish that we explored that among the women. Like I know we've
1: sort of explored we've religion. Dipped in, literally we had a baptism. <laughs> <laughs> um but the yeah they stuff. don't we don't see them going to church or anything. I love when Vicky said uh, that she compared herself to Jesus. Oh yeah I'm being nailed to the cross <laughs> like Jesus was I'm being nailed to the cross like Jesus was and he did nothing wrong. He's Jesus Christ and he did nothing wrong. He was nailed to the cross. That's how I feel.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, yeah, we've seen Tamara's <laughs> baptism. I don't know if I want to see... I, I, I'm on the fence. I don't
1: know if I want to see more of the religion stuff from them. I or was interested I in Kelly. I didn't expect Kelly to be a, a super religious person, but right. she was also very defensive of God and believing in God. It's interesting to see some of these women and knowing some of the things they've done
0: Yes. On camera. (laughs) And to know, and here they are saying, you know, defending religion or or damning someone for not
1: sure how they believe in, I don't know. And saying you have no moral compass and then saying, I didn't say that. I know, it's like Vicky lied about cancer for two seasons. How Mm -hmm. much did you love like two weeks ago when Vicky and Tamara were in the car? He was like, he's very, very sick. Right? He has cancer. <laughs> he has cancer. Tamara told me there's a lot more to that scene than than Wait, we show. I, I don't know more. About why, I don't Brooks. know what it was. But she goes, "You should." I wish everybody could see the full conversation we God, had.
0: Like, there's so much that we're not seeing on these shows. Oh yeah. You probably hear a lot. Is there like one specific story that pops into mind from any of these franchises that you've heard from the women or from production or Andy?
1: Yeah, but I don't know if I can like share. I know. There was some like w- production work done on that trip, Dallas's all cast trip last season. I'll say that, and then I'll tell you. Oh, on the camera. all cast, like when, on when they went to Mexico, when Leanne had the flesh eating virus. Yes. Oh, interesting. There was like some puzzle piecing done.
0: They were talking about the divorce rate in Orange County. Seventy percent. Seventy percent, which I I did not know, and I was shocked by seventy percent. And <laughs> Vicky, she said, "That's why Brianna moved." vicky's looking for any reason that brianna moved so then gina went to the we saw gina go to the room and she had a conversation with matt which wasn't we didn't see matt which was frustrating so that's the episode i thought it was a good episode it was a
1: good episode i people are really hard on this season of orange county but i feel like we've actually hit the reset button this time like last season they thought they hit the reset button i think this one we've actually hit it so i think next season will be like a knock-it-out-of-the-park season.
0: I actually agree with you. And I wouldn't have said that early on in the season, because I thought it was it was bland and boring. But now I think we're starting to get where these girls are more intertwined in each other's lives. Yes. The new girls. And
1: everyone's projecting all of their emotions about their own failed marriages onto Gina now. Which, that's an interesting <laughs> thing, right?
0: Like, yeah. that's what's interesting. And maybe that's why they kept her full-time, because they're like... You know this storyline of the other women reacting to your divorce. Is Gina the glue this season? Maybe. Oh my God, Bryce, we're getting into it. So we, I want to talk about the mid-season trailer. Oh yeah, we see Jan, er, Janan, (laughs) Janan. We see Janan on QVC grabbing her belly. (laughs) Yes, which was shocking. (laughs) Janan's very comfortable with herself. (laughs) She is, which I love. But it's just so funny. It's like you're on live TV and you're like, I. That's just. It was. Tamara's reaction was my
1: reaction. Was like, no, don't grab the belly. (laughs) <laughs> and then especially go- she's trying to move product that's supposed to like right, help you lose weight i guess <laughs> product. i don't know i guess she's like i'm like you <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about jamaica are they in
1: jamaica yes yeah, so they're they in jamaica and i think stuff goes down is all the drama happening in jamaica yeah i think almost everything that was in that trailer that was dramatic was in i think it all takes place at one dinner and then the aftermath of the dinner so I was trying to follow it. I couldn't tell who was fighting with who. So Emily uh, alleges that Tamara shared with her that Tamara feels like Shannon doesn't have time to be a friend to Tamara. Wait. Rewind. <laughs> again. So Emily shares something that she says Tamara told her that Tamara told Emily okay. that Tamara feels that Shannon does not have time to be Tamara's friend. Emily seems to share that with the group. That sets Shannon off. Shannon says, Tamara will tell you I'm a very good friend. Gina says, let's let Tamara say it right now. Tamara then says, oh, fuck me. Right. And then we kind of got like into a storm So it's like a Tamara of,
0: versus Shannon, but the yes. other girls are the ones who- But everybody's involved,
1: because then also Vicky and Kelly, seemingly, were talking about Shannon getting emotional over paying her own rent. And then we also see Kelly with someone who has a PhD. A
0: pretty, a pretty PhD. huge dick. <laughs> Perfect line, Kelly. Perfect line. And then it
1: ends. It ends with Vicky in facelift. Yeah, so she got the same facelift Tamara got done. I love it. That. that mini facelift. But then she also had all the fillers taken out of her face. So all the fillers are dissolved. She said she'll never do plastic surgery again. This is the last one. This is it. This is it. And she looks good. She looks more like herself you know the
0: flashbacks are hard to watch, particularly with Vicky because yes. her face has changed so much. So when they were flashing back with Domenico, I was like, "Oh my God, Vicky, you look like a totally different person." Yeah, and I'm all for plastic surgery or fillers or something, but I just it, it, just stop at a certain point. Like, no, not- that's
1: what Vicky said. She couldn't tell that she had gotten so out of hand. Right, and I was like, "But your eyes looked different." Did you watch play by play? Not yet. I I don't know the concept. Is ex- like I like Jerry O'Connell, and I like the idea of him talking about Bravo, but I would love it to be a rotating panel. Me too. And maybe it'll be, because it's. I think they're just doing three episodes to kick things off. Yeah, test the water. So maybe it'll be a rotating panel, but it's like, I want Jerry to lead a conversation each week with Bravo super fans, and maybe they're not the same. Right. Super and fun. I would like there to be women, too. Yes. You know,
0: like, I don't think it needs to be an all-male panel. I'd love to get Chrissy Teigen on there. Chrissy Teigen. I, w- I was watching, and I was just, I was thinking about how great it would have been with Casey and Danielle from Bitch Sesh. Yes. Like, it would have been, if it was Jerry and then Casey and Danielle, the three of them talking, like, I would have, it would have been the best. Yeah. It was. J- it just felt like they were trying to shoehorn, like, a f- all-male, Not nothing wrong with the men they picked, but...
1: No. Well, I great. think they, I mean, they announced that it was, you know, real men watch Bravo, and so I think... Yeah, they were. They were. The they were like, oh, it's going to be mm-hmm. men, and then there was the backlash of this is that title's not great, and then they turned it into play by play, and they were trying to do like a sports center sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I get it, but uh, you know, I've said on this show before, there should be a all female panel, like a view like show, or it's just yeah. housewives talking about current. Well, I events.
1: hear Bravo is looking for daytime programming,
0: so they need to do that. <laughs> they need to do that, and also I. I don't know I've read in my notes. I had a sex dream about Jerry recently. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't? So I went in with an open mind, is what I'm saying. I watched it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I was skeptical at first. And I think there is a show there. It's just maybe not quite there yet. Right. This is a total aside. But do you remember when Alexis Bellino... We'll end on this Oh, Fox 5? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that too. Alexis Bellino's Fox 5s are legendary. Yes. But also, do you remember when she was on Watch What Happens Live and it was the night that Bin Laden was announced dead. Oh my
1: God, yes. And they're like, up, like we have some breaking news and she's just sitting there like pin straight, staring into the camera. No better TV ever in the history of television. <laughs> it's like, breaking news, Bin Laden's dead and
0: it's just, we're, we're cutting to Alexis We're Bolino. here with
1: Jesus, Jugs, <laughs>
0: like, Dear in the
1: headlighting. <laughs> Oh my god, Bryce, this was so fun. This was so fun. Thank you for having uh, tell me. Tell
0: me, tell everyone about yourself. You work for Entertainment Tonight. Yes,
1: so I work at E.T., cover Housewives, reality TV, Big Brother, Drag Race, all the the gay stuff. Uh, Bryce, where can people find you on social media? Just at Bryce Sander, B-R-I-C-E, S-A-N-D-E-R.
0: Oh. Everyone needs to follow you on Twitter and Instagram because there's always Breaking Housewives news. Yeah,
1: so if you want like the news, go to my Twitter if you want to see them, go to my
0: Instagram. Right. And it's like you and Dave Quinn. It's like, if you're a housewife fan, you got to follow both of them on Twitter (laughs) and just, you'll get all the news. You'll get every trailer. Yeah. And then
1: make sure you follow Danny.
0: (laughs) All right, Bryce. Thank you so much. much. I love (laughs) you. Thank you for doing this. Visit betterhelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's com slash everything iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, y'all, it's time for Danny does Dallas. <laughs> you guys, this episode was fantastic. Oh my god, we first start off where Stephanie's introducing the fact that she's having a spa party. Now, Stephanie's bathroom, you guys, we need to talk about this for a little while because we saw her upstairs bathroom for the first time, and it was amazing like I've never seen anything quite like it. I mean, it was real estate porn at its finest, like Nancy Meyer's wishes. It was just so beautiful, it was over the top, but also over the top in a way like I would want it like I'm not it was it didn't feel like too much. Do you remember when she got that house and there was like the big ass pool in the middle of the living room, and we all thought like this is too much. Well, you know what? Now that I saw the bathroom, like this is perfect. I think Stephanie is like the Heather Dubrow that we want. You know what I mean? Like, she's Stephanie has like a great personality. I totally stand Stephanie now. And, you guys, know, she's throwing the best party for these women. She's throwing a spa day. She's auditioning male models. She is truly living the dream. We need to do a slow clap for Stephanie for doing this party for her friends. I mean, she has male models with their shirts off. She's, come on. She is living the dream. And I, of course, always love men with their shirts off. If I was on a reality show, I would do everything I could to parade shirtless men, shirtless male models in front of the audience. That's what I would do if Bravo gave me a TV show. (laughs) You know, for that that Marshall, who was model number one, he was definitely like an 8.5. And I really thought, like, he was going to take his top off and then his score would go down, but actually he took his top off and his score went up to a nine in my book, out of 10. So I was really into Marshall. He had beautiful eyes. You know, Mike came out, was a seven. Brooks was a seven. Lem, I thought was an eight. I mean, all these male models, I was <laughs> I was ranking them, by the way. I, sh- I should have noted that before. I was giving them a one out of 10. So they all ranked seven or above. And then of course, that that very skinny man with the kangaroo diaper, you know, if it was just him, might have gotten a five. However, him with the baby kangaroo and a diaper, he got a nine. I mean, Stephanie, what more can she do for people? She's giving them baby kangaroos for a spa day with hotmail models. Like, truly, hats off. <laughs> hats off to Stephanie. She's doing the Lord's work here, truly. So then we cut to a scene where Leanne is doing a photo shoot for her <laughs> her new business venture, which is a dress that it morphs into, what, like 153... <laughs> 150 175 different ways to wear it now uh i don't know if you guys know this i think i might have mentioned this on the show before but suzanne summers has a similar thing
1: getting dressed can be such a fuss uncomfortable clothing shows every bump and bulge find out why everyone is saying i love my three-way i love my three-way three-way poncho that is three-way poncho it's my problem solver I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a little bloated or if you're carrying a little extra weight. This is my one go-to outfit that gives me so many incredible looks like casual or professional or dressy for a night out.
0: So Leanne is literally giving us 175 different ways to wear something. So Suzanne Summers, you know, like, get with it. Like, Suzanne, I hope you're back at the drawing board because Leanne is hot on your heels and she's coming up with a dress that she can wear 175 different ways. <laughs> Presenting the best guest actress in a comedy series, it's Suzanne Somers and Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> and it was so funny, so Cam showed up in this at this photo shoot, and she's wearing these pink pinkish pants. And it was so funny. She's like, aren't they fun? And then Leanne's like, where'd you get them? And uh, Cam just kept saying, aren't they fun? I mean, I love them. Aren't they fun? They're so fun. <laughs> How are they fun? <laughs> Aren't they fun? I always wear a dress, but aren't these fun? <laughs> I love it. And then so then the two girls talk about Leanne and De- uh Leanne and Cam they sit and talk about DeAndre. Leanne says she's not buying a ticket to DeAndre's shit. Loved it. Perfect <laughs> perfect confessional line. And then uh Cam and Leanne talk about how Carrie's a flip flopper. And then we see a little like montage of Leanne doing a photo shoot for 175 different ways. And I swear, you guys, I don't know that I've ever laughed harder than I did during the montage of Leanne wearing an outfit 175 different ways because it was just like... I mean, they were getting real creative with the way she was wearing it. And like, look, are there actually 175 different ways to wear it? I don't know. At one point, it looked like something zippered off. You know, and I used to have pants like that in high school. It was like pants that everything below the knee would zipper off. Do you guys remember those? I'm sure the gays out there listening remember those pants. You would just zipper around the or around the kneecap, and then they would come off. They're real ugly. And look, Leanne's dress, God bless her. It's Cam said they're revolutionaries, and I agree. And I want to see all 175 different ways. The Bravo editors didn't have time to show us all those ways in that montage, but we need to see the footage. Like, give us the unedited footage. So then we have Brandyland trunk show. And Brandy Lan is, of course, Brandy's loungewear and wear line. And at first, she picked up a t-shirt that said something like, drink, wine, mom, or something like that. And I thought, is this just like a Society6 shop? Like, I have a Society6 shop <laughs> that, you know that is basically like t-shirts with funny phrases on them. And also, I encourage you all to go look at it. If you go to societysixcom 6com slash Danny Pellegrino, you can buy shirts and stuff. But I don't make any of the things. It's just, I, I submit the graphic design, and then Society6 handles all the rest but i encourage you all to, to go do that cuz there's some cute stuff in there and i just put an iconic tee in there really encourage you to do it and just so you know like i don't really make a whole lot of money on it but i get like a couple bucks which is good anyway that's what i thought this was at first but then we started to see some other things and you know brandy's talking about this business and there's some some dresses there's definitely there's definitely dresses but you know as this was happening look i i try to keep this podcast pretty positive i try to talk about the things we like but maybe pull over i have, if you're driving maybe pull over sit down there's something i need to say that is maybe not gonna come across as super positive but all of these women on the real houses of dallas like they're all doing businesses at this point we're in season 3 you know so they've gained some notoriety and they've all decided to do some businesses and all of their businesses are crap you guys, they're crap. <laughs> I, I love these women so much, you guys. I do. And I'm a huge advocate. You all know that I'm a huge advocate for the Sparkle Dog Food. I think it's great. However, all of these businesses that these women have are a little low rent compared to the rest of the housewives, right? Like, and I know the fact that we're talking about like pink dog food, a dress that you can wear 175 different ways, and then a brand of fashions called Brandyland. I mean, I'm just saying and then whatever the fuck Deandra's doing like her spin-off green juice or whatever the fuck that is <laughs> I'm just saying we're not look are they all things that I will eventually buy yes and do I support women going out and creating and starting and running their own businesses yes it's amazing and truly it's a, it's a accomplishment and it's a feat i just think compared to the other housewives that we watch these businesses look a little low rent of course i love watching it Okay, that said, you can all continue driving now. And <laughs> so, all these women are together at Brandyland's party. Deandra's doing some heavy shade in her confessional. She pulls out a piggy bank at one point and she says, "Leanne's got four dollar hair extensions," and she insinuates that Leanne stole four dollars from Deandra's unicorn bank account. And it's like Deandra's trying to shade Leanne, but then also making fun of herself. She's like, "So now I only got one hundred ninety six dollars left because I only had two hundred before," and Leanne's. $4 hair extensions, you know, came out of my bank account. I was like, what's going on? Like, are you making fun of her yourself? <laughs> I don't know. The bank account was cute, though. But, you know, here's the thing. At the Brandyland trunk show, what I love about it is that all the women are filming together. They constantly have group scenes on this show. And you don't get that with all the other franchises. I mean, Beverly Hills last season, there was so much that all the women weren't together for. Or even New York. I love New York, but there's a lot of times when they don't film together. In Dallas, every episode we're getting group events. And that's important. And I think it's because the Dallas girls, they don't have the pull that like the Beverly Hills girls do with the network or the New York girls or whatever. So the Dallas women are, you know, they're trying to make a good show. They're still season three, the ratings are in the basement, which is a travesty, by the way. I'm devastated by it. But the ratings are not good for Dallas this season. And I don't know why people aren't watching. But anyway, I think the Dallas girls, they come together to make a good show. Okay, so then there's this little thing about Brandy and Carrie. So, Carrie is getting in an argument with Cam, and Cam says, "You know, you don't support me. You you're always going to have the other Brandy and Stephanie's back, blah blah blah." So, then Carrie says, "You know, when we were in Colorado, the girls wanted to bring out the dildo, and I said no." Okay, so look, we're talking about a dildo right now. <laughs> so, Carrie alleges that Brandy wanted to bring out the dildo at night to the party when they were all drinking and Fuck around with Cam with the dildo. Okay. Now, this, first of all, is insane. But Carrie is sort of saying, like, no, Cam, like, I stuck up for you. I told them not to bring out the dildo. And then Brandy gets mad because she's saying that Carrie didn't convince her not to bring out the dildo. Brandy says that she decided that all on her own. And then, and then Brandy starts crying about this. Brandy starts crying that... Carrie said it was her idea not to bring out the dildo. And it's like, what? Like, what are we crying about? Brandy, and she does that, like, whisper cry. She's like, it's just so upsetting because it's not true. I didn't bring out the dildo. That's not true. That's not true. Why is she saying that? I mean, Brandy is at a breaking point. She's at a breaking point. At one point, Stephanie says, she's like, you're a mom that's not sleeping. Okay, and I get that. You know, Brandy has a newborn. So it's the fact that she's crying over this dildo situation. It just goes to show that she's a tired mom. (laughs) And moms, she's at a breaking point. Mom's being moms tough. And she's got a newborn. She's got two young kids. Her husband's got a full-time job. And she's got this job filming. And then she's got Brandyland. Brandy is tired. So, I mean, I... You know, good for Brandy. Uh, Again, shout out to all the moms, because moms have the hardest job in the world. I know I say that every week, and I will say that every week. Shout out to all you moms who are kicking the motherfucking ass in life. (laughs) Okay, so then we cut to Stephanie's spa day. And Stephanie says she wants all the women to feel like horny queens when they get there. And then, not only that, so she has the hot models in togas, greeting them at the front door with, like, leaves, Leaf fans. She also gives them crowns. And something monogrammed, a monogrammed little robe that they can take home. I mean, Stephanie is an amazing friend. That's a good-ass friend. I was just watching, and I was like, I want to be friends with Stephanie. Like, I want to come to her house and like go to this fucking spa day with hot guys, a baby kangaroo, and a crown. I mean, come on. Let me on board. Steph, call. Let me me." And I got really mad, you guys. I got really, really mad at Carrie. Because Carrie arrived at that spa party, and I just felt that she wasn't as excited as she should have been. If I walked up and I saw a hot guy with a leaf in a toga giving me a crown before my spa day, I would have fucking screamed. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I would have been excited. And the fact that Carrie just sort of she just sort of ran past these hot guys like, come on! And then Leanne showed up too. I was mad at Leanne. She didn't. She excited at all. I mean, Carrie. The only time Carrie got wet was when she saw the baby kangaroo. She like lost it over the kangaroo, which I get. It was a cute baby kangaroo, but she didn't even. Blink twice at these hot men. It's like, what's going on, Carrie? (laughs) What's going on? So these girls get there. They get tequila at this party. They got uh, Manny Petty's massages. Leanne goes in for her massage and she said, she's taking off her robe. And she tells the therapist, my robe is wet in the corner, but I swear it's not urine. (laughs) And Steph, you know, I'm talking about how much I stand Steph. She said to the massage, uh, she said to Leanne, she said, I hate couples massages. And wow, I felt a kinship with her that I never felt before. I thought last week that Steph was a Libra, but it turns out she was not born in October. Stephanie is not a Libra. However, I feel that she has a spirit of a Libra. I really do, and I stand by that. But I too hate couples massages. I I've gotten Matt couples massages on his birthday before, and every time, like I whisper to the the front desk, <laughs> I'm like, give him a girl and give me a hot guy. Like they ask like what kind of massage therapist do you prefer? I'm like, well, if you have a hot guy, give him to me. But if you have a woman, like give them to Matt. <laughs> I don't want him with a hot guy even on his birthday. So I but no one likes. I don't couples massages are weird. It's like I just want to be I want to get my massage. I don't want to do it in, as a group. Although it is fun to do it with a friend. I will say that. So you could like laugh a lot. Anyway, then we see Cam talking to her husband and You guys the emancipation of Cam is great TV. She's talking about sparkle dog food and he's kind of being an asshole. He seems like a very, very asshole-ish. So that's the episode. Next week we get more of Dee and DeAndra. And then DeAndra says that Rich isn't faithful to Leanne, which is a shitty thing to do on TV. I don't like this game DeAndra's playing. So right now on Team Leanne, of course, my queen, but you know, TBD is subject to change. And with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to Bryce Sanders for coming on the show. Please, again, find me on social media. And what else? Oh, we got to do our cool down. So I'd like everyone to take a deep breath in. And breathe out. Take another deep breath in. And think of something you were grateful for today. Something that happened that made you smile. Breathe out. Breathe in one more time. I want you to think of someone in your family, a blood relative. Breathe out. Now that blood relative that came to mind, I'd like you to reach out to them. We've reached out to friends before in the past, but I'd really love it if you'd reach out to your to your relative. Maybe it's a, a mother, a father, a brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, whoever came to mind, if they're living, I'd love it if you could reach out to them. And if they're not living, maybe you could just find a picture remember a memory of them. But if they are alive and you can reach out to them, please send them a text, an email, call them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you miss them. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you so much. Bye.